My girlfriend thinks that she becomes a demon when she sleeps. A literal demon, as in possession. I didn't believe her until I saw it. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. Before we jump in, just want to let you know this is a spooky story. My girlfriend talks in her sleep. She's been saying the most horrible things recently, but... I'm infatuated with her. Utterly infatuated. And it wasn't at a healthy level. Far from it. I would think about her every moment she was away. I would sometimes sit on my couch and just stare at my phone waiting for her to text. I'd tell myself, don't contact her. Don't. It will come off as too strong. But then I'd still find myself clicking her name on my contact list before my inner voice would continue. You don't want her to know how desperately smitten you are with her. It's unattractive. It will scare her off. No. You must wait for her her to call you this time, but it was excruciating and exhausting, almost unbearable. I once heard that the ancient Greeks believed that falling madly and irrationally in love with someone was a curse that you would wish upon your enemies. I could never understand what they meant. After all, isn't falling head over heels in love the ultimate goal nowadays? But now that it's happened to me, I have to say, the ancient Greeks were right. This is a curse. I was barely in control of myself, almost as though my infatuation with her had possessed me. The two of us were in the phase where we were being frisky together, but still in the dating phase. We were at the make or break era of a blossoming relationship where we'd either have the talk and formally be in a relationship, or we would slowly start to drift apart. The latter of which I don't think I would be able to cope with. Honestly, I wouldn't be able to. Almost everything about her captivated me. The way she held her hand over her mouth when she laughed, how she'd caress the pendant of her necklace when she was frightened, how she'd twirl her hair and her finger when she was excited. All of it. Her smell. Her smile. Her eyes. Yeah, I know. It probably makes you sick hearing about it. I feel the same way. I was never the hopeless romantic type, but now I can't stop fantasizing about her. I'd think about us doing the long three-hour hike up to that magnificent view from one of our first dates to that first kiss as we overlooked the lights of the city. But this time, I'd get down on one knee, bring out the ring, and, well, you know what would happen next. Alright, fine. I'll stop. Yes, this is a girl that I'd only been casually dating for a couple of months. I shouldn't be thinking about proposing yet. I know that. I'm just barely able to control myself any longer. I feel as though I'm losing power over the decisions I make. And that brings me to why I'm here, writing this out at the moment. It started with the very first real thing that troubled me about her. We'd never actually spent a night together. No matter how late she was over, once either of us showed signs of being tired, she'd up and leave. She wouldn't leave awkwardly or in anger, just a casual kiss goodnight, a smile, and call me soon. It was something I didn't really even notice the first few times she did it, but after almost eight weeks of dating, it was becoming strange. I'd have to ask her about it. It took drinking almost an entire bottle of wine before I had the courage to do it. She looked almost defeated when I asked her and lowered her eyes in embarrassment and said, I knew this talk would come eventually. She started. She took in a deep breath with a long drawn out exhale. Recently, she paused again. I've started talking in my sleep. She shook her head in embarrassment. It's called somniloquy. I looked it up. I shrugged and laughed out loud. My demeanor seemed to say, that's it? No, Stephen, listen, she said. 
She wasn't laughing. It's bad. It's completely out of control. It's not just random words or gibberish. No, it's horrible. I say horrible, disgusting things. She was starting to raise her voice, breathe heavy, and tear up. I approached her and held her. I told her it couldn't be that bad. I told her to spend the night, and I told her she was probably exaggerating. I was wrong. That night, she stayed in my house, but she warned me of something before falling asleep. Whatever you do, don't wake me up. It makes me really scared and disoriented if that happens. And don't respond to me. Just ignore it. I nodded and agreed. If it becomes too much, she continued, just leave the room and sleep on the couch. I won't mind. I told her not to worry about it. I told her it wouldn't be a big deal. I told her I wouldn't leave to the couch. I'd stay beside her in the bed. But I was wrong. I couldn't even last one night. We both fell asleep without incident. I don't know how many hours passed, but I woke up in the dark with a sensation that someone was watching me. And then I remembered she was with me. She was actually spending the night. I smiled. But then I noticed the shadowy outline of her sitting up on the bed. She was looking down at me, staring. It creeped me out. I'll admit it. Her posture was entirely different. It was though she wasn't even her at all. Then she spoke. It wasn't her voice that I heard. It was much lower and gravelly, like something out of a horror movie. I'll chew the skin from your bones. I froze. At first, I just kept looking at her. This is not at all what I expected. I thought it would be more like the way that Tourette's is often portrayed. Just some random swearing and shouting. I honestly thought to myself, what will I do if she attacks me right now? What if she really does try to chew the skin from my bones? But then, she just lied down and went to sleep. I was creeped out. I tried to lie back down and ignore her, but struggled. I couldn't even close my eyes without thinking, maybe she's sitting up again and staring at me. And then one time I rolled over to look at her and she was. Her face was pressed right towards mine. Her breath was foul and rotted. Something that was most certainly not normal for her. She spoke again in the same voice as before. If you don't move to the couch, you'll be dead by morning. That did it for me. I sat up in a moment and headed for the living room. She made some sort of wheezing sound as I left. I think it was supposed to be laughter. I was lying on the couch, but I wasn't going to be able to fall asleep. I was far too shaken. I was staring out towards the window, hoping to see the first few hints of the sun rising. And then I thought I heard something from the bedroom. I listened, and then I heard it again. Stay then. It was that same low and gravelly voice. It sounded like a witch. I tried to ignore it at first, but then it continued. Stay then. Still, I said nothing. I know you can hear me, Stephen. You're awake now. Why don't you come back into the bedroom? The voice barely sounded human. Or maybe you'd prefer if I come to you. I still didn't say anything. I was told not to, but I listened. If I heard her start walking towards the bedroom door, I'm not even joking. I would have run right out of the apartment, but she had asked me not to respond to her in her sleep talking, so I didn't. And then I heard her once more. Sorry if this spoils your plans. She began laughing. The two of you were supposed to walk that trail again. She started. I wasn't even remotely prepared for what she'd say next. You'd both be so tired when you'd reach the top. You'd look over the city, 
Then you'll get down on one knee and bring out the ring. She began laughing. And that's when I realized this wasn't just a problem with sleep talking. It was something much more. Something supernatural. I had never told anyone about my proposal fantasy. There was simply no way she could have known about any of it. This was no longer about merely talking in one sleep. This was about possession. I can't go back into the bedroom. I have no idea what would happen if I did. Instead, I'm going to wait it out, holding up in my living room until the sun rises. I have a couple more hours yet. I can hear her laughing occasionally in the bedroom. It's still not her voice. Still that same low-pitched cackle. But as I sit on my couch writing this out, here is what scares me the most. Maybe my infatuation and utter obsession with her wasn't normal. I said before that I felt like I was losing control of myself, more so I believed in the typical falling in love story. No. I fear that the infatuation that I felt was the entity slowly taking control of me, of it controlling my thoughts, my fears, my ambitions, and anxieties. Maybe once I become completely absorbed, a transfer would occur and she would be free of it. I know I should leave that I should just open the front door, get in my car, and drive away from here. But I can't. I can't leave her. I've already lost control. I'm infatuated with her. Utterly infatuated. This was probably the creepiest story we've ever seen on the channel. As soon as the OP started describing how the infatuation was out of his control at the beginning, I had a feeling that it was going to be some sort of voodoo type thing. I didn't expect him to actually think it was a supernatural explanation and that this thing was just possessing her, was using the infatuation to transfer over to him. I guess transfer itself over to him. If I was in this situation and I saw this happening, I just would have left right away. But I guess that's the whole issue because he wanted to do that, but he was still held captive by his infatuation for her even when he was terrified of her. I wish we got to see what happened after this if they had an awkward conversation about what happened that night and if he still planned to stick around with her even though he has this issue. I'm guessing he will because he can't help but want to be with her. Before I forget to mention, we're actually looking for someone to help us work on some scary videos like this one. So if you have video making experience and you'd like to work on videos like this with us, there's a link down below where you can send us your previous work. This wouldn't be for Am I the Jerk, it would be for a new project. But going back to the story, if you found out this was happening to your girlfriend and you just discovered it happening, would you continue to be with her? What would you do in the situation? A situation where you actually think your girlfriend is possessed by a demon? Let me know down below. I got a fridge lockbox and it's destroyed my relationship. Some background. I'm a 25-year-old female and my 28-year-old boyfriend and I have been together for five years. We've lived together for three. Our relationship was great, truly. We have a joint account and contribute to it monthly to handle joint expenses, rents, groceries, etc. Everything else is split. My boyfriend is six foot three and 200 pounds and works out daily. He eats a lot to keep up his caloric intake, which is fine except for one issue. We buy snacks and he always eats my half before I can even get to it. Normal food and ingredients he's fine with, but if it's quickly accessible, I'll never get any. We argue. He apologizes, rinse and repeat. This is literally the only bad thing he's done. Seriously, in all other aspects of our relationship, he's respectful and considerate. Snacks are where all bets are off. Anyways, last week I lost it after he finished an expensive cheese we had gotten that I was really looking forward to eating. It was all gone after an hour. I lost it. I didn't speak to him for a day and ended up ordering a 
fridge lockbox. After our next snack run a couple days later, I divided each snack in half and locked mine in the lockbox in the fridge. From his reaction, you would think that I was murdering puppies. He said it was disrespectful and controlling and how dare I keep the food that he paid for from him. When I reminded him my money went into it too, he screamed that he didn't give a care and then left. He slammed the door so hard a picture fell off the wall and broke. He didn't come back until the next day. But that was the change for work and left immediately. He came home late and went straight to the guest room. Four days of this. I broke last night and I asked him to please talk about it and he said that he had nothing to say to me until I got rid of the lockbox. Honestly, I'm completely appalled at his reaction and I'm genuinely worried that he may be on substances or having a mental break or something. This is the most irrationally I've ever seen a grown man react. He's ignored me only to randomly ask if I've gotten rid of the lockbox. I am not getting rid of the lockbox. We're supposed to renew our lease next week. I'm considering cutting my losses and just leaving. Is this relationship even worth salvaging? Is there anything I can do to solve this? He is refusing to communicate unless I get rid of the lockbox, which is not happening. Update from the future. Hey guys, I don't know if anyone wanted an update, but here it is. A lot happened. My boyfriend kept staying out late and refusing to talk. So I tried to talk to my boyfriend about the lockbox again. And I mentioned that I didn't think the lockbox was the real issue, but he was a brick wall. He insisted that it's abusive and controlling to deny him food. I kept pushing, asking if he was on substances or cheating. I said him flipping out over something so small and staying out at all hours was very suspicious. I said that I thought he was using the lockbox as an excuse to be out of the house doing something bad. Me saying that unleashed an hours long screaming tantrum that ultimately resulted in him throwing my MacBook against the wall shattering it. Honestly, I really thought he was going to hurt me. So yeah, I called my dad who called the cops. I don't want to get too into the legality of it, but I'm pressing charges for destruction of property. It was a $2,500 laptop. My dad and godfather got me moved out yesterday and now I'm looking for a new place. I don't have a lot except for clothes, a couple of kitchen appliances. I left the lockbox, but took my snacks with me because F him. I left it locked too. My now ex-boyfriend has been spamming me. I'd block him, but I feel like I need this for evidence in case his behavior escalates. I texted him the first night that we are done, took our photos down, everything. He began ranting at me. Here are some gems. Raging about how I still didn't get rid of the lockbox, asking for stuff he gifted me back, telling me I owe him money and rent for his new place, that I owe him a new car. I have no idea why he would say this. I have never even driven his current car and that my MacBook was old and worthless and he wouldn't pay for a new one. I bought it last year brand new. After about an hour, I guess he realized that we actually were broken up and that he couldn't talk me down anymore. Then came the paragraphs about how he was going to marry me. He loves me. He wants to be better for me, that I can keep the gifts and he'll buy me a better MacBook. He freaked out over seeing I took our pictures down from social media. He then started sending me screenshots of his Google searches of engagement rings and telling me to just pick one. He also sent a couple voice messages of him just sobbing. Any respect I had for him as a person is just completely gone. I want nothing to do with this man. I don't care if he's having a breakdown or on something. He's not my problem. I screenshotted his messages and forwarded them to his mother. She can deal with her son. That's the most I'll ever do for him again. As for me, I'll be okay. I have some savings, so taking on full rent for a place as well as a deposit and fees won't be too much. This has been a weird week. I feel like I should be sad
bad, but like I said, I lost all respect and I don't even feel anything but disdain for him. My parents have been buying me my favorite comfort snacks and being super supportive. They're gently pushing for therapy and I think that that's probably a good idea. I'll start my search once I'm settled into a new place. But to you, was I the jerk in the first place for getting a fridge lockbox that led to all of this? I don't think that the OP is in the wrong here at all. I think she saw bizarre behavior and stuck up for herself and handled it the best way she knew how to. I think that part is more straightforward. The part that's not so straightforward is what exactly about this lockbox made him so upset? Was it the perceived disrespect of being treated like a child? Because if that's the case, maybe he felt that, but he couldn't articulate that for some reason. Or maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it had something to do even more specific in his childhood. Maybe he was in a family situation where he wasn't able to have food that he accessed and he thought he got over that as an adult. And now this reminds him of that and he doesn't even realize it. I mean, there can be so many possible explanations as to what is really the root of him behaving this way. The OP seems to think that he was on substances or cheating. I don't really see that connection at all, but anything is possible since we don't really have any more information to go off of. I really do think that a lot of times people have the most emotional reactions to things that have to do with food. I mean, there's a reason we use the term comfort food, and there's a reason why cultures all over the world are intimately intertwined with food. It's almost like it's one and the same for some cultures. There's something about people's relationship to food that goes deeper than a lot of other things for some reason. I mean, there's even people that as kids, if they only had a very small amount of time to eat or also would have their food taken away, they just learn to eat extremely fast. They don't enjoy the food. They don't even taste the food. They just shove it down as fast as they can. And as adults, some people are never able to change those eating habits. It's a complicated subject. None of it justifies him throwing her MacBook at the wall. That is just nuts. But let me know what your theory is down below about this whole fridge lockbox situation and what might be the cause of it at the root. And of course, a jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for going home after I overheard my husband say that he didn't want to bring me with him to his family vacation? My husband goes on annual vacations with his family. I'm on okay terms with them, but since we've only been married for a short time and I don't see his family much, we still have that barrier that keeps us from being completely comfortable around each other. His family arranged for the vacation last week. I, out of curiosity, asked if I could come. My husband felt hesitant, but I told him it'd be a great opportunity to get to know his family better. He agreed to take me and his family were surprised to see me, but still welcomed me. On the third day of vacation, his dad, mom, brothers, and spouses were all sitting at a table outside talking while I was preparing a fruit salad. As I was making my way back, I overheard my mother-in-law say, Did she really have nowhere else to spend the weekend? At first, I had no idea who she was talking about, so I kept on walking but stopped once I overheard my husband say, I know, and I didn't want to bring her with me because what was I supposed to do? You know how pushy she can get. I instantly figured it was about me. I felt so shaken up to the point where I almost dropped this salad. This whole time I was there, I cleaned, I cooked, I looked after the kids, and this is how they think of me? An inconvenience to them? I quietly booked a ticket and went home on the first plane. He called and texted, but I didn't respond anything other than let him know that I was home. He got back and went off on me, saying what I did was disrespectful and juvenile. I told him I overheard the conversation he had with his mom, but he said that I was wrong for eavesdropping and that his family will warm up to me on their terms, so I should stop pushing to be around when they don't feel comfortable with it. Basically saying it was my fault for coming along in the first place. He said that going home how I did made him and his family disappoint 
disappointed and gave them a really bad impression about me. I think that I might have messed this up and somewhat ruined it for them as well. Am I the jerk? No, you're not the jerk. The husband just seems spineless. If he didn't want you to go on that trip, he should have said, I don't want you to go on this trip. And if he wanted to explain it, he could have explained it. He could have said, this is between me and my family. And then they could have had that conversation if that was something they wanted to do or not. But this guy is just playing both sides. He's trying to put on the fake smile to the wife and then trying to appease his family at the same time. It's just two-faced. And the last people you want to be two-faced to in life are the people you care about the most. Your family and in this case, your wife. But let me know how you see the situation down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.